0: Welcome to the fifth episode of the Living Imperfect Podcast. This is your host, Lisa, and my next guest is Kenna Grant, and some words that come to mind when I think of this beautiful human being is loving, patient, inspiring, kind, compassionate, fun, smart, mother, friend, wife sister and daughter. Those are just some of the amazing qualities that this human being has and I'm so happy that she will be connecting with all of you today. So sit back and listen to how she untangles the necklace of life and how Kenna shares just authenticity and being real and being present in this life enjoy the show welcome to the living imperfect podcast this is lisa your host and i am freaking over the moon right now to introduce and have you all connect with the next guest so kenna grant is the executive director of student health and Wellbeing at the university of hartford she's also a holistic health coach a mother a wife a sister my bestie. Hey. Most importantly. <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> Kenna, welcome to yes. the podcast. Thank you Thank so you. much. Yes, this is yes, so yes. Dope. I love it. Completely dope. And yes. I couldn't wait. And you and I had already talked about you coming on. <laughs> it was a guest. It was just a matter of logistics. So right, right. here and we I've been are. Sick for like a month. So <laughs> we're yeah. And even this morning I was like, yo, my throat, I don't even know, man. But we're here and we're doing it. <laughs> Let's so get after it, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so just share with the Living in perfect family a little bit about yourself.
1: So I grew up in Mystic, Connecticut, and you and I met at the amazing Stonington High School. Yeah. And formed what I would like to call a soulmate friendship. Okay. That's what I call <laughs> our friendship. And, Word. you know, I was counting years. I was like, damn, it's like 30, 30 yeah. something.
0: At 30 least. something,
1: Lisa. That's well, a we lot. were fifteen.
0: Fifteen. Oh
1: my god.
0: I'm trying to do the math on paper while you talk.
1: Go ahead. I just said thirty something. <laughs> 30 and meanwhile, something. I'm 47.
0: So that doesn't make any <laughs> sense at all. Your viewers it's, are gonna be like here we okay. go. <laughs> it's 30, it's 33 years. I love the number 33 too. Me too. 33 years. Yes, boo. 33. And, and odd numbers. So anyway, yes. grew up grew up there.
1: Um, you and I went to college together, which is an amazing experience. Yeah. Uh, Graduated. I took some time off, um, worked. I worked many odd jobs. Haven't (laughs) we all? Oh my God. (laughs) I was listening to your podcast last week and I heard you guys say that. I'm like, yo, I I got a list of odd jobs. (laughs) That's okay. Anyway. Oh, you mean
0: the podcast with Janetta? Yeah. Yeah. With Janetta. Yeah.
1: So then I'm like, you know what? One day I was I was a manager at a retail chain that I won't name. Okay. And I was getting shamed about selling panties to someone and I was like, you know what? I'm all set. And I decided to go yeah. back to school mm-hmm. and finish I went to Yukon. Okay. Um was you know, a, I would say a non traditional student there because I was older. I was in my twenties.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And finished school and then i started um working in higher ed which was totally by accident because when i was as you know in high Mm -hmm. school my my passions were theater and act communication yeah yeah. media Mm -hmm. and i kind of made a, a hard left with that and did something totally different but i honestly think um I don't know. I think things kind of happen the way they're supposed to on your track. And, you know, for, I have to say, and I'll get into the details, but for a while, I would be like, God, why did I pick higher ed to work in? Like, you Mm -hmm. know, why? Like, it's not like I didn't wake up one day and said, Oh my God, I want to work in a college. (laughs) Like, yes, sign me up. Yes, It just kind of happened. And then, you know, as I having more wisdom, I'm beginning to think, you know what, It's it's, totally where i'm supposed to be mm-hmm. because i think that you know a lot of times people are like well what are you passionate about and that's yeah. what your job should be but i think your job should be what you're good at
0: Yeah. So interesting. And you know, we always have a map for ourselves and we have this like road, which we see, which my rap, my maps veered so many times that I don't even have a map anymore. I'm just like, that's out the the window. (laughs) My map is
1: like, my map is like, girl, what are you doing?
0: It's floating
1: somewhere. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's just a mess up and down. Oh yeah.
0: I like what you just said though about like, you know, what's your passion and you should be doing that because it's, I, I have to share There's something recently that happened. I I work for a company and the job itself the company is amazing. The culture is amazing. The job itself is not my dream job. That's not a surprise. My bosses would not be surprised to hear me mm-hmm. say that. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I I recently, literally within the past two months, have taken a shift on on what you just said about passion and actually like doing your passions, because I think in my head, my passion was connected to different jobs and different platforms, Yeah, you yes. know? So, you. Mm-hmm. yeah. So to be able to just be wherever you are, whether it be a job in your life, wherever right. you are in your path and to go, okay, what is really my passion? It's not where it's being delivered. It's what I'm doing. For me personally, I like connecting and empowering people. I have found a way To shift that perspective, and it sounds like that's what you're talking about. Is Uh, that uh, yes, one hundred percent, yeah, one hundred percent. And
1: I think that the basically, like, fast forwarding to my the work I do now, college students. Basically, you know, my my cornerstone is health and well well being. Like, that's my cornerstone. Those are my passions. But Mm -hmm. my what I'm good at is problem solving. I'm really good at right. You know, if someone has a crisis, like untangling the necklace. You know, when you have a necklace and that that ish gets all knotted up and you're like, great, you just want to throw it out. But I'm really (laughs) good at like, okay, let's pull this apart, figure out what works and what doesn't. And with with college students, sometimes they don't like Mm -hmm. the answer, but Mm -hmm. I always tell them, listen, there's always a solution. You might not like it, but (laughs) there's always a solution. So I think I'm really good at those aspects of helping people. And, you know, over the years- you make an impact and you don't realize it. And you get a card or a letter or an email from a parent Mm -hmm. this past May. I got an email over the summer. Well, May was graduation, but I got an email over the summer from a student. Yeah. And she said, you know, I don't think, I hope you remember me. I don't know if you do. I met you when I was a freshman and she had a traumatic experience and she's like, and you saved my life. She's like, I met with Mm. you and I thought about ending my life. Mm. And then I kept my appointment with you. And after that meeting, I was like, okay, this makes sense. And you had such an impact, like I wouldn't be alive today if it wasn't for you. And like mm-hmm. it sounds dramatic, but I mean it really
0: it's real talk though. Real yeah. talk.
1: And I was, yeah. I was it's very moving. So the the journey to where I've gotten has been long. And I yeah. I still think having a growth mindset is really the best way to approach life. Cause I'm still learning a lot.
0: Yeah.
1: And I think that, you know, your circle gets tighter as you get older. And I think the people closest mm-hmm. to me truly know me and, you know, you, you have time for people. And I always tell people, there's two types of people, people that take up space and make space for you. Mm. And you have to find the people that make space for you. Mm and not take facts. up your space. Facts, yeah. Because facts, time, yeah. I mean really like life is a drain enough but then when you have people around you that just drain your life force it's yeah. just not
0: And it is make and it's it a, easy. it's a choice for us to keep connected or not and at times i think there's that struggle and challenge of letting spaces people who aren't serving us or who are we're being drained by that particular situation or person, it's it's not always easy to I don't want to say cut them off, but disconnect from them. Yeah, of course. It's it's really tough. I wanna go back to what you said about growth mindset, you know, and having growth yeah. mindset. Is that something that you've always had even from when you were a child?
1: You know, I uh, I didn't think I knew what it was back then, but I think so. And I think mm-hmm. I would say like one of my foundational character traits is compassion. And I think that that comes from a growth mindset because I always look at it this way, like this scenario. So say you're driving and somebody overtakes you and is driving recklessly. Mm -hmm. Like your first thought is to be really pissed, right? Have a reaction like this jerk or whatever. But then I oftentimes say, I wonder if there's an emergency
0: Mm. or or I
1: hope that this person is okay Like Mm -hmm. I try to operate in that space because I feel like everyone has a story that would break you, everybody. Absolutely. And I think that understanding that compassion about people helps you navigate life better. And it just, it softens the edges because life's ugly and hard and painful. Yeah. And, you know, there's strength in the struggle, but I think that, having compassion is one of the things that is so important to build on and to learn and practice mindfully. And that's another thing like I try to do is Mm -hmm. is practice mindfulness through the holistic coaching and what I do with students. But I I think, I, I don't know, I think maybe I have had it. It's just, I didn't know what it was. And now that I'm right. You know, this point in my life, I think for sure. Yeah, and I and, try to and, emanate that with my kids and all that. So.
0: Of course, and and I asked you that question, and, and I, 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 knowing you, my experience with you from being fifteen years old, I have always felt that growth mindset. I didn't know what it was either, and I have always felt that from not only you but your parents. And oh, I remember, yeah, sure. I remember being in your home, and it just feeling like I could just be, you know, mm-hmm. and that's something that has stuck in. Me- and I've, I've told you this a million times. <laughs> yeah. You, you know what I'm going to say? I, know. You, <laughs> I you, love you. You make me cry. No cry. Actually you can cry if you want. <laughs> no crying on the podcast. <laughs> crying is welcomed. Actually, <laughs> I learned how not to judge from you. And, and that's why Uh, I feel like it goes even further because I feel that, yeah, I believe that some of us just have this stuff in our DNA that makes us who we are. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, I also feel it's, it's environmental and, you know, the different people that were around you when you were raised. And I just always felt that acceptance and, just be when I was at your home when, when you were, when we were kids, you know? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so I didn't know it was called that growth, you know, right. growth mindset or being open-minded. Like I didn't, I didn't know. Right. I just know. I just remember how I felt. Well, I and think back
1: then it was kind of an unorthodox. For
0: sure. For
1: sure. And you know, my father, as you know, yeah, my father was a World War II vet. Right. So he fought against tyranny and evil and, you know, a whole Mm -hmm. experience that was wanting to, you know, admonish people. And I think that kind of played into how he raised us in terms of all people and acceptance. And then Sandy, you know, mom,
0: shout out
1: to, shout out to Sandy. Sandy is just a free spirit.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Still
1: is. Yeah. Still, (laughs) Still is. And, you know, having that, that balance, I just, you know, I remember, I remember, you know, those lessons and my dad always saying, you know, sometimes you're going to be the only person in the room that's like you or different. And, and, mm-hmm. you know, you have to understand where people come from. And even to the point of forgiveness, which is a huge thing,
0: mm.
1: it's so divine, but mm. like, watching my father go through that in life with a lot of things like with my brothers and other things. And mm-hmm. um, he did it in such a graceful way that you would think the first things like, oh, I'm not, not going to compromise my
0: mm-hmm.
1: integrity or I'm not a doormat or I'm not a mm-hmm. pushover. But I think when you're able to achieve nonjudgmental space and come, of, come from a place of compassion and forgiveness, life just is different. Like you see things through a different lens and he was able to do it in such a way that was like almost methodical. It was so interesting to watch. And I used to say, I'm like, well, how can you do this when this happened? And there would always be Mm -hmm. a, well, you know, sometimes people do things because they're not well, or sometimes people do things because they've had this experience. So it doesn't make it right. Right. But, Having an understanding about where people come from that's compassion, so I think compassion creates that space for you to kind of be pliable. And it's a difficult thing sometimes, people you know, we operate from our ego, right? So, a lot of people are in that ego space like, I'm not gonna, if it was me, I would never, X, Y, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so people say all the time, and I'm like, Well, would you though, if it was you? Like, let's just break Mm. that down, like, yeah, we in terms of like fight or flight response, mm-hmm. g- neurochemically, you right. don't know what you're going to do in in those situations until they happen. Right. And I think our children are ra- getting raised in a world where their fight or flight is getting, you know, deteriorating because like active shooter drills and things like that. And, sure, you know, the sure. violence in society. So it's sure. just an interesting it's a tough mindset and it's a practice. And I think that, you know, like doing yoga or going mm-hmm. to the gym, you have to practice the space of mindfulness. So you're able to achieve, you know, calm and within yourself. And that's really what it's about. I don't think it's about changing people's minds or, right. You know, people listen, you do you, I do me, but like, right. I think you have to do what you need to do to kind of make life more palatable.
0: F- so. for ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> right. For ourselves. Absolutely. And it is a practice. I like the way that you really pointed that out. It's not this, oh, that's how you do it and all is well. And that's it. You know, like right. I've, 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 I've peaked, you know, right. and forgiveness is, I mean, we could probably spend hours talking about forgiveness right. and that also is a continued practice. You know, it's not like I forgive you and that's it. You know, there's, right. and, and most of it has to do with us. Mm-hmm. Really, it has to do with us. And it, it, it's, I would say that in the past three, five years, I've adopted these ways and tools to love myself, but mm-hmm. that is a practice. That is oh a continued gosh, yes. freaking practice. I'm talking sec every second every minute right every hour doing
1: laundry doing the dishes <laughs> you know yes. what i mean yes it's the constant and that's what i think i don't know you were talking about a road map earlier and uh, having a map and i think one of the biggest lessons in life is that there's there's it's nice to have a plan sure but oftentimes it doesn't involve compartmentalization of where we should be at different points in our lives because let me tell you i thought i would be <laughs> on broadway and acting and <laughs> right <laughs> and doing all this stuff and then you know life happened and you know like I, there was a point in time where you know i just got in a really dark space and i think that you know i still struggle to this day with having regrets about that but i'm it's getting better but i think sure. that there's other things i can do like i still write and there's other things that i'm passionate about and my my oldest daughter is a theater Mm -hmm. kid and, you know, she's passionate about that and I love to see it, you know? So I think it is, like you said, it's a constant struggle to kind of get back to a baseline and so you can operate in a space that works for you because things happen all the time that are unexpected. And like life, like I said, I really think people, my husband, Greg is, you know, Greg, Greg, <laughs> obviously. Hey, babe. shout out to Greg. Shout out. <clears throat> he always calls me a pessimist. But like I sometimes, you know, I was raised in the worst case scenario, like always be prepared for the worst case scenario and never have expectations because you're going to mm. get let down. And I think that's another thing that people struggle with because I've always felt that way. Right. So when you have expectations, when people don't meet them, oh, yeah, we get sad, you know, we get sad. But I think, yeah when you don't have an expectation, it's kind of like um, an attachment sentiment. So this is like getting into some Buddhism. and
0: Yeah, yeah, with attachment. With attachment, but if
1: you don't have the attachment of, you know, having a set expectation, then you can't be let
0: down in the first place. Yeah, man, that shit is hard, right? Like I'm (laughs) going to keep it real. I'm going to keep it so completely real. That is something that I, I, try to do and can do sometimes with having Mm -hmm. no expectation. And that is a tough one for me. It's really tough. It's
1: hard with families. Like the the genetic imprinting of families follow this formula, like what you're expected to do and how you're expected to behave. Mm -hmm. And I think um, it's stressful, you know, it could be stressful, but I think having, the pliability to, you know, navigate those relationships is what's the tricky part. Because sometimes you just got to do what you got to do, you know.
0: Okay. Yeah. Just to <laughs> you, keep things just got to get through it. Right. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. you
1: know, at the same time, I think it's important to kind of understand that. But, yeah, that shit is real
0: hard. And it could yeah, be. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, the expectations are coming from everywhere. Society, um, family, friends. Work. Work our own. Those, yeah. I think those yeah. right there are the ones that trip me up the most is the expectations that I have put on myself based on even things that I thought were, mm-hmm. I was supposed to that supposed to word. And mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. so working through that is, is constant is absolutely constant. And it's another practice.
1: I think that the important thing about that is having someone in your life to be like, is this okay that I feel this way because mm. you know what I'm feeling this. And then if you have someone that is close to you, like we do this, right. And that's, I'm not, what lying do we, about. what do we
0: call it? What do we call it? <laughs> what do we call it? What do we call it? Soundboarding. We, soundboarding. soundboarding. Yeah. So we and, soundboard. Yeah. Yes.
1: And you know, as a soulmate sister, like you are, I think people come into your lives that are imprinted on your soul, you know, Facts. and you're one of those people for me. So I could call you up any day and be like, listen, am
0: I crazy? (laughs) And that's what happens a lot of times. (laughs) I just get this because, you know, here's what's awesome. And I love that you are even bringing up the like, like soulmate friendship because our, I feel like our connection is so rare and unique and Mm -hmm. you and I have never had to be like everyday phone call every day in our phones. Right. And yeah. And at the same time, though, when we do connect, it is like nothing has ever stopped. Right. And so and we that, do... it's like
1: effortless. And that's what makes it so effortless. amazingly uh, awesome. Like and, and just like so great to have those connections, you know, with you and just as a woman, as women, yes, sometimes women can be super judgy yo, and like, all right, you know, the women that I have in my life are. It's very close to the vest and yeah. all similar, like you're saying. It's like we're not on top of each other. No, man, we're not. We're not up each other's asses with like right anything. Yeah, and there's space.
0: And I love again, that. Yeah, it's yeah. like
1: making space for each other. But like, if if somebody pick up the phone, it was like, I need you. Mm. You go. You know what I mean? So,
0: for sure, there's that sure. part of
1: it too. So yeah,
0: and there's and we do get the. I'll send you a random text. I'll be like, yo check this out <laughs> and it's it's always like yo <laughs>
1: what well, hit me with it hit me yeah. with it
0: <laughs> and then it's it's like it's we soundboard we check it and we used to use an app called is was, was Vo- voxer voxer oh, i still voxer. use it i still use it with karen
1: yeah probably listening so shout out what Kay. up karen what up hey <laughs> we box all the time yeah and, and to and, and we have a similar relationship but yes you know, it's and and karen always says this about voxer you listen when you can, you know what I mean? Yes. Like that's why it's there. And it's it works. It just works.
0: It works. And I love that too. There's no pressure. It's like listen when you can, reply if you can or not. Like we were using it like religiously and then we stop and then we kinda mm-hmm. use again and then we stopped. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm-hmm. but whatever. There's no right. Oh, she didn't respond. It's like My who God. has <laughs> time for that shit? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. I yeah, it it's a connection. I appreciate so much in my and that's so important like you're so important to me you know this and our our connection and connection just seeing I feel like I need another word but that's the only word I can think of right now but the connection is just beyond authentic and Mm -hmm. loving and well we've probably known each other in many
1: lives that's my guess so absolutely
0: (laughs) I really think so (laughs) So. Absolutely, you know you you were talking about um, dark places, and mm. I can speak from my own experience, and I know you as well. Mm-hmm. You know it's so easy to get trapped and stuck mm. in those places and feel grounded in the dark, even. Oh, it's comfortable. It can be comfortable. It could be. It can be totally comfortable because you because I. I've talked about my dark places. I have functioned like that for so long. I Mm. know how to do Mm. that. I know how to do that. You know? So sometimes what, so I want to ask you as you, Mm. what, because I feel, and I say that because I feel like you and I coach people mm-hmm. and at the same time when it comes to ourselves, <laughs> sometimes applying those coaching skills <laughs> go out the freaking right. window. Right? Pot <laughs> kettle. There we go. <laughs> right. Good job, so, coach. <laughs> so yeah. So not as a holistic coach and you know not as a director of student health and well-being, but as Kenna Grant, how do you get unstuck from the dark?
1: Oh my God. Wow. That's a tough one. Cause I, it I is right. It,
0: I, I, yes. And
1: I would say this, there's, it's like a loop. Sometimes you get stuck in a loop
0: mm-hmm. and it, and it,
1: I think the awareness piece is the most important thing because yeah. if, if I'm like in a loop or I'm in a space, it's one of two things happen either, Greg, who's the closest to me, who sees me all the time,
0: Mm -hmm. will
1: say something and be like, babe, what's going on? Yeah. And or I can say, you know what? I'm having an irrational response to laundry. (laughs) So what is that about? (laughs) And that's, it's not about laundry. Like, you know, so what is it about? Is it, I'm sad? Is is it grief I'm feeling? Why am I so angry? Like, you know, I think naming what it is and saying it is something that people don't do and especially women because a lot of times we operate in a forward mentality like we have to work, right. get the kids do this yeah. it's the wrangling like the constant yeah wrangling and yeah. I think that for ourselves we're like I ain't got time for that like it creeps up and you're like I'm mad I'm just pissed I don't have right. time to be like why are you angry like that's yeah in retrospect <laughs> you got to keep the
0: shit moving exactly right? so yeah. in, in
1: complete transparency like i do do that i'm like oh, whatever yo like bitch get it together yeah so um <laughs> but you know there are times when i'm able to all right i need to lay low for a while or this is mm-hmm. what i need and i'm like a big advocate for self-care and that in that mm-hmm. and people listening and be like what <laughs> 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 but I think like when I say that for myself right like I like you know my bed to be a certain way with like really nice sheets and right you know environment is big to me aesthetics like having things that make me feel safe right. I guess and and sure. I guess it kind of speaks a little bit to the attachment but having silence not bright right. lights like mm-hmm. things like that but I think getting unstuck is an awareness thing. I think you have to be mm-hmm. aware that you're stuck in the first place. And I think sometimes patterns repeat themselves when you haven't yeah. learned the lesson.
0: Mm, absolutely.
1: So you have to also recognize that. And what, what's that about?
0: You know? Sure. That's so deep. <laughs> it, that is deep. And, and just coming to that place of awareness, that's, that's mm-hmm.
1: hard. Mm-hmm. That's
0: hard. And and mm-hmm. I say that was coming from my own experience. It's hard to get there because. Well, and, it, and it's hard yeah.
1: when you're, if you think back, like if I think back on my life. Yeah. When I was talking about dark places, like I was young. Sure. So you're young and you're in pain and you, you know, you drink more, you do more substances right. to numb it. Like, that's what I was doing. Coping right. in those ways, like pretty hardcore. And, you know, numbing out with bad relationships, of course, you know, then other bad things happen to me, you know, and and, um, then you, you have to think about, okay. And then back then, I think now for our kids, they're in a world where mental health and talking about stuff is, is more accepted. Yes. I think for us, it was what's your problem? Get your shit together. Get it together. Suck it
0: up. Yes.
1: Get it together. Like, yep. There, we didn't have that. And not to be like, Ooh, mm, why Gen X? or, Right. we just <laughs> didn't have that. <laughs> right? I mean, it's what makes us tougher, but I think sure. that we operated from a, you know, you got to keep living life and get it together and you either do this or you do that. So I think, looking back on my life and all those dark spaces, I think it's important to understand what happened. Yeah. You know, not my fault and things like that. The things that some of the things that happen and that life is crazy sometimes. And that, you know, what are you going to take from that and grow? I was talking to Nina, my oldest daughter the other day. And I said, you know, she's 13. So she thinks, everything's so permanent sometimes and I think mm. I tried to tell her I'm like looking back on life I mean there are points in our lives where you think it's so permanent right like yeah you're like oh my god this is gonna yeah be forever and it's not
0: it's so <laughs> and it's temporary and it's everything's like, temporary
1: <laughs> oh my god and that honestly it blows your mind a little bit because you're like what the hell did I waste all my time for yeah like when you look back on life and you're mm-hmm. like, Jesus, what a waste of time. But, but again, I say there's, there's strength in the struggle because mm. these things don't make me who I am, but they've shaped who I am.
0: Yeah, so, absolutely. you know, it
1: helps me and my job and things like that. So sure. Oh, that was kind of a long answer. But-
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that the, it's the awareness piece is, is critical and, and needed and it's scary Because when I was in a dark place and became aware, it meant I had to deal with the shit I really didn't want to deal with. Right? That rooted shit from wherever, whenever. And then it's like, oh no, it's been that I had to go, shit, now I got to feel this. And see it and yep. acknowledge and it, but I don't have it again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 And I'm like, wait, yeah. I thought I put this away. Well, I did. I put it away mm-hmm. and I didn't feel it. I just mm-hmm. put it under some carpet, layers and layers mm-hmm. of carpets and layers and layers of years, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so getting to the awareness piece is, I, I feel like that's the, that's the point in the dark where actually the light starts to come in. Mm-hmm. And even though it still feels hard and it feels like a lot of work, you, I am actually giving myself space and making space for all the trapped shit that's been building right. for right. decades. And
1: the, the awareness stuff that we're talking about, like, theoretically, that's like the behavioral change model. So it's the first... Right. It's like the first step in trying to make a change. The other thing that's hard is asking for help when you're in that space. Oh, yeah. Because like I was saying before, we just kind of you know,
0: Expect isolate, to, do our yeah. thing,
1: yeah. and it's hard to ask for help, but I can I don't know, I can't be a bigger advocate for therapy and stuff like that. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you. It's 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 easy to be A coach and untangling the necklace for others, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's so clear. like the
1: oxygen mask that you put in the plane. So
0: clear. And Mm -hmm. when we have to... So interesting that you mentioned the oxygen mask because Corey Queen on the first episode that we did of the Mm -hmm. podcast, he used that analogy. And I like that analogy because it's like, Mm -hmm. how can you really truly care or guide, mm-hmm. or coach others if we're mm-hmm. not taking care of ourselves. Oh,
1: totally. Like, I have anxiety. So sometimes my anxiety comes out in, a, in anger or I yell a lot. And one of the things that I'm actually actively doing now is trying to really temper my, my response because there's other people around me watching my response and reacting for my response. I'm talking about my kids,
0: your kids, right? Yeah.
1: So, yeah. Especially my little one, you know, like right. she, you know, <laughs> your, your viewers are going to be like, damn, Kenna. So like if, if I'm in a space and I'm yelling and I'm anxious about something, she'll start cleaning. Mm. She'll start cleaning and, and trying to help. Like she'll do all this stuff that, she thinks that i want her to do and then i one Mm. day i just stopped and was like oh my god what am i doing
0: yeah yeah
1: and you know i sat her down and i actually apologized to her and i and i said so powerful i'm sorry i'm sorry like i don't mean to yell and i i'm sorry and this is not what i want you to do when i yell yeah so it's again like it's that awareness so i'm I'm actively working on that.
0: <laughs> well, first off, thank you for not sugarcoating anything. Mm-hmm. And, and when people, mm-hmm. listeners are hearing you, I feel that there's going to be a lot of people go, I'm I'm not alone. Like I do mm-hmm. that too, you know? And, and just because we are these strong women and have, jobs where we coach others, you know, it also doesn't mean that we're living this perfect life either, you know? mm -hmm. Yeah. So I appreciate you being transparent about what actually goes on, you know? And, that you're sharing that as a parent, we can tell our kids that we're sorry, please forgive me. Oh my God. Yeah. And you should. Because like, I can we that's... do more of that, please? Yes. <laughs> like, and yeah, honestly, please.
1: like, I, yeah. I really think it's so important because hard, I mean, not for me so much. It wasn't a hard lesson, but a realization that you have when you're older is that your parents were people.
0: Yes. And your, your
1: parents had tough things happened to them and they did the best that they could and your right. parents aren't perfect and correct you know sometimes you gotta forgive in Absolutely. that space Absolutely. you know i'm just i'm speaking like generally sure you know but i've i mean i've had deep conversations with sandy about this and i'm like just about our family and the dynamic and right you know everything and i and i sure. said to her i said that must have been really hard for you and like just validating is and I could see on her face like wow like here's my child like validating sure. stuff for me and it's you know every time every year on my birthday and you're left, because I know what you're gonna say every year on my birthday I call my mother and I'm like happy yes. birthday <laughs>
0: thank you I for love that you me. do that I, and you do that you do that every year on my kid's birthday yep. in fact Kayla Kayla just had a birthday she turned twenty two yep. and you text me and you said happy birthday and I freaking love that. Like,
1: yes, ma'am. I, I love,
0: I, I just love that. And I love that you do that with Sandy. And that's, I think that's so, so special. I mean, there's mm-hmm. so many special things about you, but the fact that you see things outside of the box and give this appreciation mm-hmm. that's not expected or not even mm-hmm. thought of most of the time, you know, and, and you and you did it recently and i and you do it every year you do it every year, and i freaking love it it's it's amazing and it's so powerful to like with with augustine um he's you know my youngest my son mm-hmm. and he and he and I bump hit he's thirteen and he's a boy too, and it's just mm-hmm. a different connection with mom and son. And my daughters wanted to tell me everything growing up. And, <laughs> right. you know, they were by my side 24 seven and Augustine's just kind of, he's a boy and he's doing exactly mm-hmm. what he's supposed to work, whatever he's, mm-hmm. he's, he's mm-hmm. healthy. It's totally fine. And it's mostly mm-hmm. me stuff. I'm like, I want him to be telling me everything and what have <laughs> you, you know? And so we, we bump heads a lot and, you know, we, we have times where I raise my voice or whatever, and he raises his and, there is, there's always a time that we come back, whether it be me or whether it be Augustine going, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. And I, I, the, I feel like it's so important for our kids to see us as human beings, not later when they're adults, but right right now
1: out the rip. Of course. Yes.
0: Right at the gate. And it's, I, I want that. I want that, you know. Of course, with boundaries, as parents have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and also, just showing my son that i I don't like the word "perfect." Number one, and the fact that I want him to see me as as a flawed human. I really do, I, and I want him to know mm-hmm. it's okay to be flawed. Totally that, okay. Honestly,
1: to be I think that will serve him and our kids so much better later in life because. I think for us we carried a lot of that perfectionism moving forward like you had to have the job like
0: yes. we were
1: women who grew up in the 80s so there was this whole push about women have to work and women have yep. to this and women have to that. Yep. And which is great but it was a pressure It was a lot of pressure. A lot right. of pressure and I think that you know it's totally different now. But you know something you said made me think about I don't know. I, I'm I'm really big on, like, a, if you have love in your life, and you have love, then you've achieved, you know, life success. Like, mm. I, I tell my students this all the time. I'm like, two things. If you have love in your life, and you're in a place where you can be non-judgmental, I think that you have arrived to a mm. path to enlightenment. And I think mm-hmm. love, love is the ultimate healer. Like, in grieving, what, what, when we're grieving losses, like I know you know about
0: mm-hmm.
1: all the grief that we've experienced in my family recently. Right. It's been terrible. Yeah. But what holds us together is the love, the loving memories, right. the loving stories.
0: Right.
1: And that keeps people alive, you know? And I think love is the ultimate healer. I really do. I agree.
0: Absolutely a hundred percent. And it sounds so cliche. Like really just love? Yeah. Right. And not yeah. Just
1: like, love as a as a tenement, not like yes. romantic
0: love. Correct.
1: Just like loving compassion, like love. Like I don't know. Yeah. If you, I just think it's the ultimate. I sound super corny. It's
0: <laughs> it's not corny at all. It's like real talk and really getting down to the root. And loving ourselves, which is, uh, it, that's a daily for me too. That's a daily practice for me. Mm-hmm. And I just recently, and you know this, I share this with you. I just recently learned how to love the crappy, shitty parts of myself, where there was shame and the guilt, like all of those parts. The other parts, the ones where like I had success and you know this, mm-hmm. that, and the other, that was easy to love. It was mm-hmm. the other parts, the shame, the guilt, the... The, the human that made really shitty decisions mm-hmm. that
1: that was so, it was and so did you hard. Find, did you find when you did that, was it like a switch? Like, did it just kind of like fall away? Was it?
0: No. So when it was, and, and I told you the story, but I'll share it for the listeners. So I was in yoga and I was in Shavasana and the instructor was talking about loving yourself and how important that was. And, I've, i I've said it. I want to love myself. I want to love all the parts of myself. I was saying it. I didn't know how to do the action though. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to actively start to do that. And mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. how this thought came into my head. Oh, I think she said something about like something about a child. And, and then we went into fetal pose, oh, your
1: inner child.
0: Yes. And so I, I thought to myself, I love my kids no matter what they can do whatever and I will love them unconditionally. And I, for a moment, I thought to myself, well, I'm a child of me. So that allowed for me to actively start loving the parts of myself that I couldn't
1: love. It's like the inside out journey. Yes.
0: Yes. And I, so that was the aha moment on how to actively do it. And so now it's a practice and just that going back to awareness, the awareness piece, that awareness alone, I, I cannot share with you the weight that was lifted from the awareness alone that Mm. I felt almost instantly, almost instantly. And then now it's a practice. Cause now I can, I can, I can do the, do it. I can, I can actively do it instead of thinking about it and wanting to That's do it. So <clears throat> It's, it's, um it's, it, it's changed my life. I know that sounds and so the dramatic. Thing,
1: it doesn't though. But it, and the thing I was going to say about other people is people are like listening to this or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, or I want to achieve that. But it's like it's such a personal thing. It is. And it's like, I don't know, like with I, when I do holistic health coaching with with people, it's like bio individuality. Like you can't mm-hmm. surmise how somebody's gonna respond to meditation or like right. when I meditate, I cry. Right. Like I meditate and it just I feel like I go into this emotional place. And, right. but that's the work, you know what I mean? Like sure. that's the work. Yeah. So I think a big lesson too is for people to know is you have to do what works for you, what you feel would best fit into your life and, mm-hmm. you know, benefit from it. But I think love it. Like you were talking about the inner child. Yeah. So much pain is from that. You know what I mean? Like when you think yeah. about it. And oh, absolutely. Loving yourself, like you said, like you love your kids. So, oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and that just clicked. Like that, I was like, oh, that's amazing. how I do it. It was like that. That's amazing. So funny. We, uh, so Kim, who is the owner of Warrior One, and she, yeah. she always says something about uh, whenever we're in like hip openers or, um, you know, where we carry our emotional baggage. And, mm. and she always says, you know, and there's probably some shit from like eighth grade. <laughs> but it's so true. It's yes. so freaking yes. true. Like, oh my God. yeah, it goes back to whatever, whatever said this and said, I wasn't good enough or I did it, whatever, whatever, you know, and then all the shit that I tied to that and yeah, the
1: narrative. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. it, it, it's so it's I want to laugh. And at the same whenever she says it and I go, she's so freaking right. Like, it's this BS that we have fed ourselves and others have fed us. That can go back to freaking like, I, you know, honestly, I'll share one. I had a fourth grade teacher. I think I, I probably told you this, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. who literally used to scream and yell at us. And I, I was not a test taker. I'm still not. Mm-hmm. And I would not be able to pass my test and I would get these D's or whatever. And she literally, and I wasn't alone. There was other people. And she would put the paper on her desk and she'd be like, what's wrong with you all? Like, I'm like, oh
1: my God. this is an can't."
0: <laughs> I'm like, but she wasn't <laughs> the only one. I remember having several teachers yeah. who, you know, use those words in such a time in, in a child's life where they're being shaped and molded and to, ha- to have that constant over and over again, you know, so it's not. You know, a lot of times, oh, my parents. It, no, it wasn't even my parents. It was like the yes, the people. Yeah, like the people that Teachers, I was spending yep. eight hours a day with, or not eight, whatever. Honestly, school day. Yes. Yeah, and but that is so true. So there's a lot mm-hmm. of stuff where I always felt that I wasn't good enough. I wasn't perfect. I wasn't meeting mm-hmm. expectations, mm-hmm. and. And it was from third, fourth, fifth, sixth grade. I remember mm-hmm. that specifically four years of. I remember these teachers. I remember their names. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I remember yeah, their no, names. No, I feel you. Yeah, I totally, like,
1: uh, I totally have similar stories. I remember. I, this is a story about Gavin, but Gavin yeah. was in first grade, and like I guess it's pretty common that they have like color charts. I think I've talked oh, to yes, you about I. Oh yes, I did. Yes, I know. A what you're damn say. effing <laughs> color chart. Okay, <laughs> yes. so. First of all and like they introduce it, they're like, okay, what what was it? Green is a good day, yellow yeah. is like cautious, all this stuff, right? And then of course black is, is the worst. Of course. And and <laughs> For like whatever say, reason. First yeah. of all, I shouldn't black shouldn't be the worst when you're yeah. you know, working <laughs> with a, a, a biracial child. Let me just okay. throw that out there.
0: Let's so, just point that out. <laughs> yeah.
1: Let's just put that out let's just put that out there. Right. So there'd be times when he would have full blown panic attacks because he got like yellow or he got red or something. And I'm just like, and and first grade, how old are you? Yeah.
0: What are you? Seven? No, six, six or seven. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm like, Oh my God. I remember saying to Greg, this is, this is a mess. And I would go to the school and I'd be like, listen, he ain't doing this color chart. Sorry, but it's not (laughs) like you need to find something else. Like, yeah, I don't know something. And then there was another mom in the class had had this similar experience. She's like, Oh my god, the effing colors. Yeah. So I really think it had such an impact on him. And I'm just like, Mm -hmm. Well, this is not for him, so I'm sorry, find something else. And sure. You know, it definitely helped, but he'll never forget that. No.
0: And I mean (laughs) Yo, my color chart will go up and down through the moments. Like, I mean, if if you put me on a color chart, like I oh mean my God. I'm gonna sh- I might show up on green, but you know, ten Can minutes later I might be let's, on
1: red. Like you I mean, your own on. color chart throughout yeah. the day. No, totally. Yeah, let's
0: let's give you a color chart as a teacher. Like, <laughs> I don't understand. Like we're gonna show up feeling shitty some days as children, as adults, whatever. And so like what, I don't know, you know, because I, um, I'm trying to think of when my kids were in school, it was very similar. And then Augustine just being a boy and active, whatever, and his was always on. And I, I feel (laughs) like, you know, even though, uh, Daniel, his dad and I, we, and we're separate households, however, we have always, we've always been like, you're doing great and positive affirmations Mm -hmm, and all mm -hmm. of that. You know, it's never been said to him, you know, you're stupid, you're not enough, you're this and that. Right. However, he has this, this feeling of that. And I think it's because, well, first of all, school's not for him. He can't stand it. He has a mm-hmm. different learning way, blah, blah, blah. And he's in public school. And he's he's been made to, I know that's a whole nother episode. We could do a whole been, other episode on yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Line but I, I feel like those little things like the color charts, even though we know they don't define you. However, I think in those molding phases, when kids are trying to figure out who they are and what have Mm -hmm. you, they become defined by them. And Mm -hmm. so my son now has this idea that he's not smart enough and, and it's never come from his, from me or his dad Mm -hmm. or his siblings and, Mm -hmm. and people around him. So where does this come from? It's not always your immediate family. It's, it's the environment or other places totally. that you're spending a lot of your time in. And it's, totally. it's really and there's shitty. There's
1: so much emphasis on the bloody colors that you can't focus right. on the learning. Yeah. And, and that was my biggest thing. I'm like, this is crap. Like, you got to yeah. do something else. Note to right. self,
0: no, <laughs> And all the teachers, just kidding, not all. There's they're they're, they're some really great teachers actually out Oh, of there. course. Yeah. Oh my God. It's yeah, like a absolutely. Hard job. Like, <laughs> it uh, is. Like, it's a hard job.
1: They take care of our kids all day. Jesus.
0: Absolutely. So um, briefly you had mentioned that you have anxiety yeah. and what is a tool that you can offer to the listeners who also have anxiety that, that you use that really works for you?
1: So one thing I do is I try to be mindful of my time and my space. Like that's really big to me. So if I have, like, if I work, you know, I have a really tough week and I do a lot of, um, all I do is, you know, I hear really sad stories all the time and tough stuff and, and crisis and, if I am doing a training, so if I'm constantly on and then I, I have to have time to decompress or I just can't
0: mm-hmm, function.
1: Mm-hmm. But I right. think in the moment, I think it's important what i what I'm learning is where the, where it's, the anxious thought is coming from. So if it's surrounded around, I always go back to laundry and that people are going to laugh. Yeah, at, I, I think <laughs> if I were to be punished for life in some place, I would be doing laundry for the rest of my life. I <laughs> bloody hate laundry. I hate it. There's always a basket of clothes somewhere. Lying always. My house, or two or three. It's just effing yeah. So anyway, so then I try to. You know, come from a place again, a loving kindness. Like, okay. I'm not Martha Stewart. Right. I'm not going to have like perfectly folded clothes. Like it's just not. That's in my brain. I'm like why not get it together? You have to have everything put away. But the reality is that that's just not, I have to be realistic. So I think being grounded is really important. So paying attention to your breath Mm -hmm. is something you can do anywhere. Yeah. So I, I think that's honestly one of the biggest tips besides like environment and making sure you're, you feel safe and comfortable. But if you can engage in your breath and just when we're kids, what do they tell us to do when we're upset? Yeah. Take a breath. Calm take a down. deep
0: breath. Right.
1: Honestly, like if you yeah. can just do that, you, you're getting oxygen to your brain. You're getting endorphins out. You're increasing your serotonin. If you could just take a couple deep breaths, it will help in some way. It's not going to make it magically go away. And I, right. I'm a big advocate for a balance of both medical management and a holistic approach. Because I think that when you have a medical diagnosis of something that you're not medically treating, it could be tough. And, and this was a tough, a tough one because some people, you know, Oh, I don't want to take medication because I don't like how it makes me feel. But I think when you have to look at your reality and like, what are the consequences of the disorder for you? Mm -hmm. And if, if a temporary fix is some, you know, medical intervention that could help, that's great. The other piece is, you know, I, I, I'm i a big thing on nutrition. I think the food is really, sure. we could mm-hmm. do a whole other podcast. That's a whole nother,
0: we have a lot lined up right now. <laughs> Like education,
1: food, School, food.
0: <laughs> so, so would you say that? Um, and untangling the necklace of anxiety. I love that. I love that. By the way, when you said that, untang- untangling the necklace. Mm-hmm. I like that analogy. So, untangling the necklace of anxiety. Would you say that taking a pause is extremely helpful? You mentioned breath. Very
1: helpful. Literally very helpful. pausing.
0: Really, yeah.
1: It's it, honestly, it's the, it's probably the most important thing you can do. The other thing, and this is going to sound harsh with the necklace, but looking at the necklace and deciding if it's worth untangling.
0: Mm. I, yeah.
1: (laughs) You know, because sometimes
0: that's some drop the mic shit right there. Sometimes we hold
1: on to shit and we just got to let it go. Yeah. Yeah. Is,
0: is it worth it to to...
1: go through the energy? Yeah.
0: Or just let that, like, let it go. Mm -hmm. And, and only and you
1: know that. And I would say yes. if, if there's things always trust your gut, you know, your gut is your second brain. Oh, yeah. You know, it's your second brain. So it that's is. why we feel the way we feel. So right. if you can trust your gut and I, you know, I think I would say there's a spectrum here. Cause there's people that have significant disordered thinking that are, won't leave their homes, you know, cause they're sick. sure. And of then there's course. people who, you know, are jumping out of airplanes and like, yeah. high risk takers and stuff like right. that. So it's, it's a continuum, but I think that if you have to gauge it for yourself and that's, again, it goes back to what we were talking about in the beginning about the circle yeah. and your, your soulmate friendships and people close to you. So you can do a sounding board and talk to them and, you know, and then have rational thought process. That's going to be the best for you. Yeah. And there's, you know, there's no, I don't think there's a wrong answer. I mean, no, it, it, two things: if you're not hurting someone or you're right. not committing a crime, I sure. Think that, <laughs> I yeah, think whatever
0: that, works. You know, you yeah. can always
1: do a redo. You know what
0: I mean? Oh, absolutely. At any time, too. You know, I know a lot of. Um, I used oh well in next month or in the new year. No man, if I want to do a redo, I'm going to do it right now. I'm, I, it's, yeah. I'm done with this next. No, it's right now. Yeah, I'm that's gonna, I'm gonna also Do the a redo. Tough. That's, a that's t- It is tough. It sounds
1: so easy to do. Of but course. It's tough. But I think you're right, and I think that there, you know, there just isn't a right time.
0: No, there's no such is, thing.
1: Is is when I never, you know, just do it. Yeah, I just had this conversation the other day with um with someone in my family about mm-hmm. you know starting something. I'm like, how about you just do it now? <laughs> yeah, how
0: about just, just do now? it now? Are you ready? Like, yeah, th- something. You know, that, it's gonna, um... it's
1: not gonna hurt you to do it now, or you know, no, absolutely and, and not. I think it's the control thing, Lisa.
0: It's like, of course, have control. we know this. We know this. You know, yeah. There's so. something that in our yoga teacher training, uh, Kim, Kim would always say you're ready now. You're ready now. Mm-hmm. You are ready now. Whether you have the knowledge that you think you need to do the, whatever you'll find it. You'll get there. You're, you yeah. are ready now. You'll figure it out. So right. powerful. Really, really powerful. What's something that most people don't know about you? it's so hard for me to ask you that question because i know because so you about know me so well <laughs> but what's something that most people would go no way or really um oh my god and i know you're you're pretty much an open book yeah you you wear your heart on your sleeve and you know there's there's no i know guess. i no i guessing. got one I, okay, okay i got one besides okay. like
1: i used to work on an operating farm and crap like yeah that. Yeah. I am actually an introvert.
0: Yes, I know you are. And you know I, that, but, and but I am people too, are surprised and people, when I say yes, that. Yes, people are surprised. In fact, I'll, I'll give you a little story too. I went on a, uh, a leadership retreat with my leadership team. I'm mm-hmm. pretty outgoing. I'm laughing. I like to have fun. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I value my me time and my time where I just go and be by myself.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: one of my bosses actually said to me, "He's like, are you okay? He's like, you, you seemed a little different on the leadership retreat." And I said, "You know, I think something that most people don't know about me, even though I'm very outgoing, is that I value my me time and I need that. I yes, require
1: mm-hmm. it. Yeah, that's what I was saying earlier. It's like yeah. I, I can't if it's too loud. Like I don't know. Yeah. I, must have, I must have some sort of sensory." Sensitivities because mm. loud noises and bright lights just do it for me. I yeah. can't, I can't. So, yeah, I mean, I mean the people who, who are listening who really know me are gonna be like, oh, Of bitch, course, I knew that about yeah. you. <laughs> but, however, but,
0: on the outside, the people that know you, maybe just in the role as the executive director, holistic health coach, or even mm-hmm. mom from the kids' school they probably would be surprised to hear that, you know, mm-hmm. and it, but I, I know you and, and you know, me, and we, even though we are very outgoing personalities and we, mm-hmm. we can acclimate to social settings very well.
1: Cheerleaders. Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> Do you
1: know, the sidebar, there's a <laughs> Netflix series called cheer. What's coming out. Yep. And it follows this, this community college cheerleading squad. No way. To national championships. We have to watch it.
0: Okay. We have to watch it it and do
1: a podcast about the show.
0: (laughs) We should. (laughs) All right. Let me know when it's coming out and we'll FaceTime and watch it together. (laughs) All right. So just wrapping this up a little bit, what does 2020 look like for you personally? So, my
1: lunar new year, it's the year okay. of the rats, which I all fucking,
0: right, I can't that's, stand me. Like, that's us though, 1972. It's, it's our, that's right, 72. Yeah, so it's,
1: it's the year of the rat, girl. Yes, it's our year. So, I feel like my goals for this year, I've I've I want to meditate more and get into that space. I think I told you that, and then mm-hmm. you know. I, A lot of, one of the things I've always said I want to do is be a yoga teacher. Yes. I want to start doing my practice so I can meet up to do teacher training. So those are just some two, two goals. But honestly, like I think, and Karen always asks me, what's your word for the year? Mm. And my word for the year is forward.
0: That's great.
1: Because last year sucked. Okay. And I think you know personally like we went through a lot of stuff in the family and i think i i like to operate of an action space and i feel like the only place i can go is forward and Mm. there's a quote that i love from les brown and he says if you fall fall on your back because if you can look up you can get up and i love that and i feel Mm. like you know forward it's the only way. It's the only thing right now. And just focusing on that word and whatever that means, like forward and yeah, my career goals, forward and sure, being a better mom and not yelling all the time, like right. forward and being you know a better friend. Like, uh, what are some of the things I want to do to make those connections better? You know, so just absolutely forward, forward is the word for me. I like that.
0: Really. Yeah, Most I like girl. that. And P.S um, you're ready now for the yoga teacher training. I'm just saying. <laughs> P.S. You're ready now. <laughs> Sorry. I'm like, wow, that's what we're yeah. talking about. You are ready now. You're ready oh, now. Right.
1: Yes, yeah. You're me. ready
0: now. Yeah. And I, because I, I feel like, um, and I think, I know I used to put my own expectations on myself. And even before I went through yoga teacher training, I was like, I don't know enough. Um, I haven't been practicing very That that's, was a big one for me. That's what it
1: is. Is it the yes. practice part? I'm yeah, I was like out of shape.
0: So I yeah, feel but like- here's the thing. <laughs> here's what's so great about yoga teacher training. What I thought it was going to be It was a hundred percent not what I thought Mm. it was going to be. It's more inquiry. It's more self healing. And, and obviously you're, you're, you're learning how to guide and lead yoga and all that other stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's so secondary. And I mean, Mm. real talk, it's secondary. And that's why I'm, I'm like nudging you more to be like, you're ready now, boo. Like I, I I felt like I had to like, Know all the names and, and... that's
1: good to know because I feel, yeah, I
0: feel it's like sometimes a little intimidating, but absolutely, um, you
1: know, absolutely. I appreciate you as well. Yes, love that. yes, you're, you're probably ready now. right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're ready now. <laughs> so, listen, I would love for the Living Imperfect family to be able to connect with you when they feel like it. So, mm-hmm. which social media platforms can we connect with you on?
1: So, oh, I'm on Instagram. Okay, and on Instagram, Kenna what are you 03. All right. Just Kenna Kenna03. Okay. And then on Facebook, and, you know, and then Facebook is just Kenna Grant. Okay. Kenna Grant. So those right. are my two platforms. Yep.
0: All right. And yep. so if they wanted to
1: Message. seek your oh, guidance sure.
0: on um holistic oh God, health yes. coaching, they could just reach you through there.
1: DM it up. Let's do, DM. Let's do it.
0: <laughs> DM Kenna Grant. <laughs> Go. <laughs> Let's do it. <sighs> I love you more than. Oh my God. I, there's just no I words. So yep. I appreciate I you, you so much just sharing and Likewise. allowing people to hear you, whether it's struggles, whether it's whatever. And, and just the fact that you're so open to sharing the stuff is what's really important, you know? And so thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you. I hope to come back. I feel like we have more episodes coming. (laughs) Well, if someone was taking notes, they can let us
1: know (laughs) because we have a few, there's a few categories. (laughs) Yes,
0: there's a few. So (laughs) I will connect with you soon. We'll definitely be on with more episodes. Thank you, Kenna. I love you so much. I love you too, honey. Love you. Peace. Peace.